0: We welcome you back to Mid-South Moments. How long, how much longer is this podcast going to be known as Mid-South Moments when it's the promotion we're following now is not Mid-South and we do podcasts about different things? Watch this space for a rebranding in the maybe near or distant future. Dan, how are you doing? Well, in the meantime, JR
1: is still rocking the Mid-South notepad. Yeah, that is true. That is true. We just... just...
0: Yeah, let's just we'll keep. I'm going to keep it mid south moments for a little while, but I am I am tempted to make the change at some point. But we'll we'll keep this going probably until um, until UWF is over. But I, I'm not sure it reflects the family of podcasts that we're we're going to be giving you. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But we were just talking off air about Twitter following, and um, obviously, uh, have you revealed on air or is this a, is that a secret? No.
1: It, I've just got a friend.
0: Yeah, I've just, just a got a mate.
1: Yeah, you can say as much
0: as you or as little as you want. To. I've got a friend
1: called Irish McNeil, who's very—he's a lot more popular than I am mm. on Twitter. And as of today, he's now got a thousand followers.
0: Yeah, congratulations! That's mainly,
1: I'll
0: pass it on to him. Yeah, really, congratulations! Say, say congratulations! He's a he's a big supporter of the show. Now, the thing the thing I wanted to add is I find I can't get to nineteen hundred followers because whenever I get close. What I end up doing is I'll tweet something that's not that people don't like. So generally speaking, I try not to get too involved in non-wrestling matters on my Mid-South moments Twitter. However, sometimes I feel like I want to comment because silence is complicity. So if I throw out, you know, perhaps it might be a good idea if, you know, there's probably a few more checks before people bought guns if I say anything like that or retweet something, you're guaranteed to lose at least 10 followers. If you dare mention pro-choice, I reckon 15 to 20. Gone. Gone. They're not interested in Mid-South moments anymore. However, the one that I didn't expect to lose two followers on the other day was <coughs> me slagging off Drew McIntyre's hair. Two followers immediately. And you know that's the tweet, and that's why they've done it. They've seen the tweet. You can see the time. Gone. Gone. Two people. If that I had is... their names, I would call well, them out. Was it, was it one at Drew McIntyre? <laughs> no. But what do you? I mean, I, I It's just, it's just funny. I think when you've got, you know, and you've got on one as well now, like a, a like a reasonable size Twitter following. you whatever you do and whatever you say, there will be someone who's so strongly opposed to your view, even if it just makes common sense and it's the right. You know, you know, nine time times nine times people out of a hundred would think it's the right thing. Um, people just want to. People just want to. You know, I'd rather have a debate with someone than, than that. But if you, you know, you're missing out on the quality content. And to be honest, with some of the stuff that's happened in recent weeks, I, I nearly went on a rant with, on the, uh, what, the Forbidden Door um, show. But I saw a lot of, lot of bad stuff on people that I follow on, on that timeline that, you know, I've been connected from Mid-South Wrestling. So there, there's been a lot of blocking going on, because I feel like if you're, you know, if you're... Um, you know, if you're not understanding of other people and, uh you know, their, their ability to live their lives, then I'm not really interested in you listening to this show or following me on Twitter. So I have had a little bit of a rant there. So shall we, shall we move away? Yeah, shall we move away? Let's move, move on to the new podcast. It's coming next week. So this is the first time you've heard this. If you think this sounds Ish. terrible, you can react in an honest way, live on air. So next week, and I'm also going to be asking you and Callum to get involved in either episode two of this or episode three, but that is TBC based upon scheduling conflicts. So next week, myself and Mark and Stuart, we have 10 wrestlers in a hat. I've picked the wrestlers. I'm not going to reveal them right here. 10 wrestlers, an eclectic mix of wrestlers and three matches from each of those wrestlers. Now on air, I'm going to pull, up, Not I'm not going to pull it out of a hat I'm going to do it like in, a, in an online way, like a raffle. One of those wrestlers will be randomly chosen We'll then watch three matches. We'll watch a match off air, talk about the match. Bit of, oh, I've got a bit of history and a bit of trivia on it. We'll think, talk about what we said, Mid-South rating, on to the next one, talk about it on air, on to the third one, talk about it now. It's going to be called Three From, and that is coming next week. Slag it off if you would like to. No, I, 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 I'm excited. I'm, yeah. What name are we going with here? Three From. Three From. Yeah, I haven't decided yet. And you, 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 There's no have... link to wrestling in that title. Well, it's, it's coming from a... The, okay, so this is the question, right? So next week, or whenever it's out, two, two weeks' time or three weeks' time or whatever, next week from now, it'll be out for you. But obviously, we're recording this, spoiler alert, we're recording this just after we recorded last week's show. So what I was thinking is, do for the first one, do I just put three from, explain what it is, but not give a spoiler about which wrestler we're watching? Because that is part and parcel of it, the decision. Or do I just reveal that? But then the people on air, people who listen to it, hear that we've we didn't know on air before we watched. I think you keep it a surprise, and mm. then
1: give it a week,
0: and then, change and then say title. for those of,
1: so that for those of you didn't that haven't
0: listened yet, it is drum roll please. Yeah. Because there's some names, Jeff there that, Gaylord. Yeah, there are some. Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> there are I thought we'd moved on. Um, there are some. Yeah, there are some names on that list that will just—they'll just do—they'll just, do, just do more downloads. If I, you know, if I throw out a podcast, that's done, uh, don't mention any names. No, I'm not going to mention any names. But there are there are some that will do better than others. There are a couple of yeah. more obscure ones. There are. Um, there's one sort of obscure one, but then one that I'd quite like, you know, one that I'd I'd quite like to show other people some of that person's work. So anyway, we'll leave that for now. But some as as a, a, next as, week. A, as an add-on to that,
1: and you mentioned you'd get maybe get me and Callum on. Well, see, I'm on this week and then I'm on next week. Yeah, next week uh, will be my four, yeah, will be my forty seventh show. Mm. So ideally, the dream would be that for our our Wow special that is. Dan's 50th episode. Oh,
0: okay. We, that's I need that's to try and,
1: We need to try and wedge me in. And then that can just be a double celebration. We're out and about, and that's my that's my 50th appearance on the podcast. And yes, I am sad enough to record every single one of them. on. But sometimes, when you're not listening to the sound of your own voice, it's good to know how many times you can listen to the sound of your own voice. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what we can do. I
0: think, um, we'll, I think we'll get there for that, because that, that means I've got to find... So what what have you what what have you so you need you need, so this is, what's the it's today forty seven
1: today's forty six
0: so next so two weeks times forty seven
1: yeah so, so, so I'd need I'd, I'd need two I'd need two in between then and, and 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 when we when we make our road trip to to Wales
0: yeah that's that's fine uh one two three this is really good this, me looking at my calendar on my iPhone is really really good podcasting so I'm counting to carry on one well, two three more four If you
1: if anyone did pay for that Patreon membership, you could see this live. But because because you haven't out there, this is why you've got to listen to him going through his Apple (laughs) calendar as opposed to watching him do it, which I can tell you now is as boring
0: as it sounds. (laughs) That is easily achievable with the um there you go with the two. Because basically there's (laughs) a
1: treat for you all as well. That'll get the figures up. um, Dan's fiftieth show, bang.
0: (laughs) Dan's fiftieth on tour. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well, or
1: unless you want to do on my fiftieth, but you know, a free from, and then we talk through my three best guest episodes. But you know what? Let's not do that. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that vain. The fiftieth. If anyone gonna... wants it, let us know. And we'll whack it on a Patreon
0: for you. The fiftieth. Yeah, on the Patreon, it's gonna be all the bits of Dan I've free. cut out since he started on the podcast. It's two hours of it. Yeah. Um, right. Um, moving on. Moving on to the August 9th, 1986 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation. And we started with a recap of the tag team title change last week and then cut to the crowd showing a load of signs. I don't remember seeing this too much before. So clearly this is becoming a thing. Uh, Michael Hayes, along with Ross, he called himself the star of the show and said it would be nothing without him. Hayes talks about how good the Gilbert elbow was and Ross said it was the Gucci bag that should get the credit. Hayes said he was upset last week and he's still upset about the video Joel Watts put together that we didn't see. Hayes said that instead of talking to lawyers or taking it to the lawyers, they were going to hand it themselves. If they got their hands on Joel Watts, they'd break that pencil neck geek. Ross added that in the hour they'd have a great new video on DBS and Williams. And Hayes Hayes said, what a eulogy. And I just think Hayes and Ross are so, so, so good together. Uh, What did you make of this opening? They're brilliant. Going
1: um, yeah. to the signs, I made a note of that. I'd also had the, the episode open with them sort of panning round the crowd. Yeah, it go. really did, didn't it? Very, yeah. very, very, very WWF. Mm. Very WWF style. They'd always start, wouldn't they? And it goes straight to the crowd, pan round. But it's very much very later than
0: this, isn't it? I mean, much. La- yeah. It would be that on superstars. This is a raw nah. type opening, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah really good. Yeah. Um, Michael Hayes spells Michael M I C H E A L.
0: It's oh, thing. I, oh, it's probably a probably a typo, I reckon. Reckon? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> bad idea in there. Joel, you Joel, you pencil
1: neck Yeah, come on, um, Joel. <laughs> um, also, saying about the um, to thank Gucci for last week's win, uh, which I thought was quite good, and having seen the House of Gucci, I can highly recommend it. It's a very good film.
0: What's for those it of you that
1: ha- about Gucci, Gucci. okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know, but what's, what's Formula
0: One Drive to Survive about? Formula One, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah. Great. So House of Gucci is about um, the Gucci family, yeah, uh, but it's a true story. And, I, I, and what was good for me is I didn't know, and I'm going to ruin it for everyone now. But he get he gets he, he gets shot dead.
0: Oh, I didn't know Gucci. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's pretty good. It. Lady
1: Lady Gaga is fantastic.
0: You okay. Know?
1: Brilliant, really good mm. film. Anyway, that's a side. Um They don't feature last week's thing in the film. Just as a side. It's a shame. Um, yeah, it was a great start. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not overly happy about him calling Joel pencil neck, but, you know, there we go.
0: No, no, indeed. Um, so the Libyan was in action first against jumping Joe Savoldi and Savoldi had been in Memphis prior to this run and Savoldi had a tie around one of his arms and Ross said, we were supposed to see Duggan versus Gordy for the title. However, thanks to Freebirds, that wouldn't happen. Hayes said um, they were doing. They were, Hayes said they were doing Duggan a favor, and they would let him have one more week. But this didn't make a huge amount of sense. Um, but there we go. Ross said that momentarily we'd, we'd, we'd see we'd, 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 we'd see Duggan versus Kamala from the Sam Houston Coliseum, and Hayes put this over in terms of importance. And how everyone in the locker room was interested in seeing who won. Hayes is really good in these moments. He heals up a lot of the time. He also gives just enough to the babyfaces as well to put over how good people are, and he's just Hayes is just perfection on this show, and that, that's not overstating at all. Um, Savoldi won this with a roll up in four minutes and fourteen seconds after a really nice exchange. I thought this was pretty decent start. What did you make of this opener?
1: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I, I look at I searched Joe Savoldi on Wikipedia, but there was as a wrestler from the early nineteen hundreds. Called Joseph, oh, okay. There was nothing for this guy. Um, didn't search the Libyan, but I do like the idea. Of, where are you from, mate? Libya. Right, what should we call you? Ooh, a bit like you. you probably still the Libyan. You're, still probably <laughs> he asking where he, you're probably still asking where he's from. Um, yeah. Um, I could, I, it's never good when they open a match and they go, oh, there's no title match this week. Uh, it's never good to open with that. But mm. happy days because I'm on next week. So I knew I was going to get to watch it. Yes. Um, I thought it was a really good match and when Joe won, the ladies dug that. They loved a bit of Joe. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Really good start for what yeah. is like a like a is what it is, right? So opening match. It's not going to normally set the house alight, but I thought it was quite good.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Back from break, Ross talks about the final confrontation between Duggan and Kamala from the Sam Houston Coliseum. And we joined this in progress with Duggan's ribs heavily taped, and Ross said that Duggan had been dominating the match up to this point. We saw just under four minutes of this and ended with Duggan pulling Akbar and slamming him and then spearing Kamala for the one, two, three. And Kamala was off the World Wrestling Federation. So this was likely him being written off, off of UWF TV. Uh, what did you make of this short showing from the Sam Houston Coliseum?
1: Yeah. So um, I didn't know that about Kamala. So um, he was off yeah, the run with sense. Hogan. Ah, it's a bandage, a permanent feature for Duggan now. Seems uh, to have had that bandage for months. Yeah, more often than not. Maybe even longer.
0: That's because didn't um, he say one week on um, on the show that he was treating his wounds with hot rags? And I'm like, that's probably awesome. really. why they never heal. <laughs> so yeah, he no, no doctors prescribing that, that course um, of, uh, of action.
1: I, I really liked his slam and then, and then the drop-on, very Hogan-esque. Um, and he hit it with some clothesline. Yeah. Um, which I then put a little note. What are we saying nowadays a clothesline is a lariat?
0: Uh, I think it's always been known as a lariat as well, actually, because... Um, they are the same thing. They are the same thing. Yeah, they are the same okay. thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Lariat to me was, I learned from Hangman Adam Page. I hadn't okay. heard of that phrase before. And then now I know it's an AW. If anyone hits anyone with what I would call a clothesline, it's called a lariat.
0: Do, do you know what? Um, um, I, perhaps I shouldn't... I'm not sure I should say this. So, so treat what I'm about to tell you with the sensitivity training you're now so good at. But do you know what a body slam was called in British wrestling? no a body slam in British wrestling is called a crotch hold and slam
1: well it's descriptive mm. it's descriptive yeah, there you go it is isn't it a
0: crotch hold and slam wow yeah I'll tell you what it was the,
1: the ending was mad I, I put it if it happened now
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't
1: like it um, but I just liked the ending like if it now, I'd be like, "What? This is a mess." I just quite enjoy. I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I know what you mean. i, do, I do coming mean. in. Yeah, Kamala going over him, being hit with the, I mean, a loose term for a spear. Um, yeah. Now I'd be like, "Oh, that was that was a shambles." But actually, I thought it was quite good.
0: Yeah, maybe because like the
1: size of Kamala and stuff, it's going to be clumsy. It's not going to yeah. be slick because he's a big guy. Um. Yeah, I thought it was quite good, but I did. I didn't realize that was that was why because he's off. Um, yeah,
0: he's gone for a big, house, big house show run with Hogan, which was um, which was a, a big success actually in eighty in late eighty six. Um, back from break, Ross talks about the UWF recent debut at reunion arena, and we got a Joel Watts feature on this. So various buildings were shown with a catchy song in the background, and there were probably too many buildings, if we're honest. Come on, Joel. Then the arena itself and a voiceover from the man himself, July the twenty seventh, nineteen eighty six, was the date. We got shots of people queuing up outside and 7,000 humans had turned up, which was OK in a venue that held around 17,000. Um, and I'm not saying that uh, trying to be humorous. I think 7,000 was decent, decent gay. Um, Joel said a lot of merchandise was sold and also a lot of hot dogs and they can't wait to be back. And they would be back once under Watts' ownership in late 86 and then a number of times in 87. But that was after the Crockett purchase. Um, And as a matter of fact, they're already planning their next spectacular and they hope you can be there. And Joel said he knows that today's wrestling fan usually has a choice of events, but he hopes they'll give them a try because they look after their fans. Even little things like time between matches and they promote wholesome family entertainment in clean arenas like the Reunion Arena. And I thought, this should have been better. What did you think of it?
1: Uh, it yeah. I mean, first of all, I was like, yes, yeah, so a Joel Watts feature. I feel like I haven't seen his one in ages. Yeah. I was so excited. And it was just buildings. Joel, come on, mate. <laughs> and it was like Dallas, which is a, see, a place very, very close to my heart. And it did not I don't think it done it justice. No. Um, however and it also reminded me that I actually sent a LinkedIn request to Joel Watts a long time ago and he still hasn't responded Me too. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so if you
1: are listening Joel come on Joel your yeah, pencil neck get it sorted um I also then went and had a look at the because like, there's just like the sheer honesty in it like oh thank you for coming we know you've got loads of choices <laughs> like it was just really nice so I went and had a look at the reunion uh reunion arena which was demolished in
0: 2009
1: Yep. um and had a look at some of the things and I must admit wrestling was quite a big thing for that place it says a, the first wrestling sellout with more than seventeen thousand. was june the 17th 83 headlined by harley race versus kevin von erich for the nwa world heavyweight championship and when bruiser it, Brody. Yeah, they sold it out. Oh, Her-
0: Kerry was challenging Harley, I guess, then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then, f- and then Bruiser Brody and Kerry Von Erich versus Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy. Oh, I mean, so it, was, was, it was
0: Harley versus Kevin, was it?
1: No. So it was Harley Race versus Kevin.
0: Kevin. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And then for the NWA Championship. And then Bruiser Brody and Kerry teamed up to take on Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy. I thought mean, that was some event. Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, no wonder that was sold out. Because um, it also says here in 1982. On Christmas Day at WCCW Christmas Star Wars,
0: yeah, an Angle was
1: executed during the Ripfer versus Kerry Von Eric cage match for the NWA World That's Heavyweight Championship with Michael Hayes Angle yeah. as a referee. Yeah, the match which led to the Von Erich family versus the Freebird feud. Yeah, um, it just says that astronomical levels of business occurred as a result of that. Yeah, well, so big
0: deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this venue is what I mean. Is just like yes. obviously very, very iconic. Um,
0: World class no. is still around at this point as well, so this is a real, real departure. That their home arena is being you know, UWF is running there, so um, yeah, really interesting, you know, changing times. The the WWF, fully,
1: WWF fully loaded was there in 2000 as well,
0: was it, it was really? Small. Fully loaded yeah. 2000. What well, I can't recall what the main event of that was. Uh, fully loaded, it must have been The Rock versus somebody for the title. Uh, I'm getting it was the last one, the last fully loaded. The- yeah,
1: yeah. The main event. The main event was. Who have you gone for? I think Rock
0: and uh, is it Rock and Car? Yeah, or?
1: Rock and one of the people we don't like. Oh, event. Benoit
0: and Benoit. Yeah. Um, Benoit got the decision, didn't he? And then um, it was reversed or something. I, I, I remember that now, actually.
1: Yeah, um, there was a Last Man Standing before that with Jericho and Triple H. Mm. Um, but yeah, the reunion arena. Reunion, reunion. Anyway, now on the site of the reunion arena. Is a, like a park, um, and in 2014, Bruce Springsteen played there. In 2015, Weezer headlined it.
0: Oh, nice! So, um, yeah. I mean,
1: I would say for the re, uh, the re, the the place, it's had people such as Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, Prince, Van Halen, Sinatra, Elton John, Bowie, Madonna. This is a proper venue. There's obviously maybe a little bit downhill with Weezer, but um, Buddy Holly's a yeah. good tune though. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not old. Um, so um, I said, "Not that young." Sorry, I should. Yeah, say. not that yeah uh, Yeah, that but A good, but a good venue. But yeah, Joe was. Uh, you've done better, and it was. It was a bit of a. It was a bit needy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the over thing was quite needy. says the man that's just pleaded for him to accept his LinkedIn request. But yeah. There you
0: go. Um, speaking of Joe Watt's creations, Ross then prepped thrown to a new "Living in America" uh, by James Brown video on Doctor Death and Ted DiBiossi. Um, so various in-ring shots of the two with lots of flag waving and flag carrying. Uh, big thumbs up by a kid at ringside. That was a highlight of the early going. Um, the second highlight may have been the kill the commie for mummy. Kill the commie for mommy. Kill the commie. Is that how you'd say it? Mommy? Would that be how you mummy. say mummy in America? Mummy. Or mo- well, it, it, kill- it was it was kill. Don't say. But it was it was it was kill the commie for mommy. M o m. I know they spell mum. M o m. But, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how PC that is, but given what's going on in Russia at the moment, we'll, we'll keep that in. Um, more in-ring action. Hayes shown being blasted by Divyasi. He jumps in and beats down Korchenko, signing the crowd, saying, Dr. Death is number one. Can I be your nurse? Naughty. Um, this was okay. albeit very long. Um, but I always prefer the out-of-ring stuff, to just clips of moves. And I really wanted to see, like, DiBiase and Williams at their local disco or something, rather than this. And what did you think of this second Joe Watts creation of the hour?
1: I was like, yes, we've got another one. It can't be, this has got to be, it's got a theme tune. It's got Living in America from the second best Rocky film there is. You know, this is oh, this has got everything. No. This has got the lot. Um, little, little fact for you. I've seen, I saw God rest old James Brown live. Did you? Wow. What was yeah, that? He support, He supported the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Hyde Park. Okay. in oh gosh a long time ago now um, that's like a random support act isn't it <laughs> yeah. but he literally played a couple of tunes um yeah so a little little thing there that i've, I've done that I, you know people can't do anymore um i mean it's just a clip of punches and clotheslines, lines really which is a mm. bit of a shame but i'll tell you what definitely are firm baby faces now yeah what a change that is like... I know we see people change, go from babyface to heel babyface. That was a huge... They were like proper heels last oh, year. Oh, big time. Big like, time. now they are proper over. And to, to, to that's how good DiBiotti was, it. isn't it? Yeah, and to yeah. Do, have the nuts to do, do them to living in America, given the patriotism in, in the States, mm. you must know they're over because you yeah. can't be doing that willy-nilly. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to have seen a few cheesy disco moves, but again, going back to DiBiotti, this guy's the... Uh, the nuts and I think he knows you ain't you ain't doing that to me no no fair
0: enough uh, in ring we had television champion Terry Taylor versus Jeff Reitz Hayes said he didn't know who Reitz was but he knows Taylor shouldn't be TV champion and Buddy Roberts has been robbed time and time again Ross, tre- Ross stressed again that BB D.B. and Williams would be back Reeds, who appeared pretty green, took an amazingly exaggerated bump from a foot out of the corner, where he flung himself back like he'd been hit by a car. He also messed up a reversal spot and then got smashed the forearm in three minutes and two seconds for the Taylor win. Uh, what do you make of Taylor versus Reeds here?
1: I've never heard an atmosphere drop so <laughs> quickly when they did, when they announced people. They said Terry Taylor, and there was screaming. And honestly. They said, and his opponent from wherever, Jeff Reeds, you could, honestly, you could hear a pin drop. I have never, ever, ever heard it go from one extreme to the next. As in, you might get a boo in, or you might get the odd holler in. You just got silence, like, like You'd have thought the guy's microphone had cut out and no one heard. It was mad. I felt really sorry for the guy. Um, yeah, like you say, actually, Jeff was sort of largely on top, and then the big boot changed it. Taylor comes off the ropes at one point and does a knee drop hmm. on Reitz's face. He does not hold back on that. No. I, I was watching after that because I thought he's when they zoomed in Reitz after, I thought he might have broke his nose. He did not hold back on that knee. It looked painful because, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was what it was. Right. Um, but yeah, it was more about, I felt a bit sorry for, sorry for Jeff.
0: Oh, Jeff! He messed up a spot, and then got a massive knee to the face. Um, after the match, Ted DiBiase appeared. Hayes approached him, but then they cut to the break. And then after the break, Ross said they kept the cameras rolling. And we then got um, basically the footage of a great brawl between these two on the stairs around the podium and then on the concrete floor until Hayes made for the exit. The crowd was going ballistic for this. And DiBiase looked so good here in a pair of white chinos and blue polo shirt. This, was a, this guy was an absolute adonis. And Ross apologised for... <laughs> must apologise for some comments he made during this bit but said nothing that required saying sorry for which was really thank really you odd. oh so he said nothing. He said i so mad I rewound
1: twice yeah. I rewound twice and I was like he just kept going I apologise for what I said yeah and then he showed it and then he apologised again and yeah. I was like I've missed something so I went right back
0: to the start of the segment doesn't say anything no he doesn't say anything at all he doesn't say anything. He doesn't doesn't slag off Michael Hayes or he'll get or like get him, Ted, or something like that, which would have fit. And that would have been quite nice if they said nothing. So yeah. really odd. I, I wonder if he thought he'd said something or he was supposed to say something. And yeah. I don't know. It was very strange. But this is a really, really good segment. Anything to yeah, add really on this t- before we get on to that? No, really, segment. really, really good.
1: Really, yes. again, really good. Good build up. Good. You could feel the tension. Oh, it's, it's just a cut above where this was at the start yeah. of the year.
0: It really is. It feels like a different promotion again. Um, yeah, it does. D- Dibios, he said every- he gave everyone the opportunity to do what he does best. He didn't jump him. He walked straight up to him. And, and what he got was his backside heading straight for the door. And next up, we had Gustavo Mendoza versus Bobby Perez, which makes me long for the days of Al Perez and his wonderful German suplex. Ross sort of told off DiBiossi for fighting by the commentary area here, like an old sc- like a dull old school teacher, because DiBiossi was on commentary. Now, DiBiossi said Williams is training and should be ready in a couple of weeks' time. Mendoza went for the Vader splash in 90 seconds, but missed it. And Ross said that Gustavo may not have the best win-loss record, but he is double tough. And surprisingly, he won this in two minutes and 24 seconds. What do you think of Mendoza versus Perez? here? Yeah,
1: Mendoza, Mendoza sort of dominated most of the match. He done the slam off the, off the rope sort of combination, where the guy jumps onto and you catch him and then slam. That, that's just, in 86, that's, that's game over. That's a yeah. body slam-esque. I mean, if you've got body slams, pretty deadly, but once you combine it with something else, see you later. Um, to be honest, the, whole, the match to me was a Ted DiBiase promo. He literally spoke. So I could actually feel... I could feel JR trying to interject, feel like your coffees right now. Yeah, sorry, trying sorry. To, I could feel JR trying to interject to try and talk about the match and Ted yeah. just was going... And by the time Ted had finished, as like you said, the match was what, a couple of minutes long?
0: Yeah, two minutes
1: before. Yeah, so Ted's done a minute 45, two minute promo, talking promo. And we just, and then JR just was able to comment on the end. Um, So yeah, I thought it was more, that was more about DBSI, but I didn't mind. It was. Yeah, it was fun. It
0: was fun. Next up in big six man action, Sting, John Tatum and Eddie Gilbert versus the team of the Fantastics and the missing link, who was accompanied by Dark Journey and Sting and Co. were with Missy Hyatt, uh, the Fantastics encouraged the missing link to say hello to the fans at ringside, and he just looked a bit confused. And I guess that's the one emotion that this guy playing this character had mastered. Um, and this entrance felt like it went on even longer than usual. It be even it still got a great reaction. After about a minute, the baby faces had cleared house, and Journey got in to celebrate. And Tatum was shown at ringside with some great facials, looking like he was in more pain and more annoyed than anyone has ever been in wrestling. Um, This went through a commercial break in four minutes, 27. And when things came back, Gilbert was in charge, hitting Fulton with a nasty-looking left clothesline right to his face. Ross put over the UWF heavyweight title being on the line next week between Terry Gordy and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And things broke down just after the six-minute mark with all six men in. Link was going for something but was tripped by Hyatt. Journey then went after her but was held off by the ref. Hyatt tried to hit someone with a purse but missed Hit Sting and then Rogers pinned him in seven minutes and 19 seconds of on-screen action. Crowd loved this. I thought it was great fun. Really, really good stuff again. What did you think of this main event?
1: Really good. Really like this. Um, I put my first note was I mentioned about um, Fantastics last week. I think I'd be like the women. Yeah. These guys when they come down, yeah. duh, 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 I'm like rocking it out. Uh, Do you know that song
0: like, sometimes comes on ra- that song's probably on radio? I not I listen to too much radio two now, but it's on radio two once a month. And it's a very special time if that happens to coincide with me listening to it. Because it's is like I, and also so does Rock and is King as well, the, the Rock and Roll Express oh, tune. Really? Yeah, they're both. Yeah, it's like great. So cool,
1: yeah. That's been my shower song for this week, little behind us, <laughs> literal behind the curtain there. Yeah. Um, it's a great I love the contrast with the Missing Links. So you got these two like beautiful men, and then they they dragged him over. It reminded me, if you know, remember like when um not that the characters fine. So when Kane used to be sort of you know oh, used yeah. by like DX or whatever, and it was like uncomfortable for him, like when he was like mates of X Pac and stuff. Like it reminded me of that. Um,
0: yeah, that's a good chat actually.
1: Yeah, the the, the six man. Sort of sort of six man tag. That's quite rare, isn't it? For for that. nice thing. I think I don't think I've seen that many that many people in the ring. I
0: can't think uh, of back what in the eighties. Doing, yeah, doing this, I, this regularly in this
1: promotion. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite rare. Um, Hollywood Hollywood John, I guess it was called himself. himself. Um, clearly, the weakest link in 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 the in the uh, hot high hot international whatever. Mm. Um, and I think it was you know, very poetic that he was taken out by the missing link because um, he was certainly the weakest thing. Um, I love the utilisation of the missing link's head. He just stands there and yeah, he yeah. just kept just chucking people, just bouncing off his head. I couldn't <laughs> get enough to, to the point like the first one, I was like, all right, he's tilted his head. There was one later on in the match where they just they just literally just threw the bloke and the, the missing link didn't even move, just stood there, just smashed his head and just <laughs> fell on the floor. Um, it did make me think when I was looking at Mr. Link, that guy must do the weekly shop with that haircut. <laughs> Imagine you're like in the supermarket and that fella's like walking up behind you, like could take all the makeup and all the, the thing around. He's still got that hairdo yeah. and that beard. That <laughs> true.
0: Weird. I, yeah, I wonder <laughs> what he was doing. I bet he wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> really, yeah.
1: He must have swear a baseball cap. Um <laughs> yeah, um Sting looked great again. Future star. Sting got an autobiography out.
0: Uh, I don't think so. No. He needs
1: one. I need to yeah, read this. He would be really it would be really good. because um, think what he can link, what he's gone through, right?
0: He'd have to do more than one, wouldn't he? Because of how, He'd how, be mad. how much he's been how long he's been around, definitely. Um Link,
1: link's link, missing link uh, done
0: a great power slam,
1: catching someone from the turnbuckle, thought was great. Um absolute classic duck, hit your own partner. Um, or hit your own teammate when Hyatt hit Hit to to cause the defeat. I thought this had a real pay-per-view feel to it. Uh, Like there was no title on the line, which is probably why it's sort of not a pay-per-view match. But it had a real pay-per-view sort of. You can see new storylines coming from it. You could see, you know, it had a real. The crowd were involved. There were so many little elements of it. You could see Mr. Link getting himself involved in the action. Like I really enjoyed it. Really good. Yeah, this this is cracking.
0: Yeah. cracking and that's it the August 9th 1986 episode of UWF is in the books and again I thought a really fun week of TV and things are certainly on the up what are your final thoughts on this episode
1: yeah another really good episode as I said I, I think it, it had that pay-per-view feel at the end um, and then the matches that were the sort of the fillers they served a purpose they weren't yeah. just um, you know it, whether it be DBSC talking over one of them or whatever they they all had the reason to be where they were um and the, and the, and the bit between DBassy and Michael Hayes was excellent really really yeah. good
0: yeah really 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 was again another great episode and um, thank you Dan for your second appearance in a row um, next week we'll have our pilot episode of three from and then in 2 weeks Dan will be back with a review of the August 16th 1986 Episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation would be your 47th appearance. So right. Yeah, 47th appearance in two weeks. Thank you all for listening and we shall speak to you all again very soon. Hello, everybody. I am
1: Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. And if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's number one Mid-South Wrestling Podcast, check it out, all the products. That's on redbubble.com, People. Mid South Moments. They have everything from t shirts, phone cases, mugs. Remember now, redbubble.com,
0: people, Mid South Moments. Thanks very much, Ricky. And that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Mid South Moments.